Latara. I'm Laura. And this is Passions Podcast. Welcome back to episode 37, I believe. I've lost count. Yeah, and we're talking about episodes 65 and 66 today. That much I know to be true. Also, if you notice a difference in the sound today, it's because we're using new mics because uh, our regular mic that we use has a really high quality, but it picks up a lot of background noise, and our downstairs neighbors are new. And they're having a rave they're or lovely. something. They seem to be lovely ladies who like e- like EDM music. Yeah. It's loud. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we have a new setup today so that you don't just hear a thumping bass yeah. behind everything that we say. We struggled a little bit. I was like, what are we going to do? But luckily I had these like lapel mics. Yeah. So we're on our plan B. But yep. don't worry. You're still going to get our very best. Yep. Same, same old commentary. Same old us. Same new commentary all right so are you ready to get into episode 65 let's go to the flea market yep opens at the town charity flea market nighttime flea market for the police (laughs) you really have a problem with the fact that the flea market is taking place at night i have a big problem with it (laughs) i have a huge problem with it because flea markets take place on saturdays and sundays and sometimes friday evenings but they don't even go past like seven o'clock this one does i love flea markets i'm a big fan of flea markets i've never been to like a flea market (gasps) what really yeah oh i love flea markets they do one um like the smorgasbord mm-hmm. people have like uh, a flea market that they do that's like um, the Brooklyn flea or whatever. And it, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. This yeah. is news to me. I went down there. I've I've been to it a couple of times. There's also one in Chelsea because I and I went to that one because I was like, oh, I bet they'll have really nice stuff. And they have like the same kind of shit you find at like redneck flea markets except everything was really expensive Yeah, because it's new york it was ridiculous <laughs> i was like this is not a flea market this is like a consignment shop Ah, uh, okay but it was outside yeah yeah so the flea market is the same no matter where you are but the prices are gonna reflect yeah. the fact that we're in the city i guess yeah. but yeah both of those flea markets like yeah I, I didn't find anything i really liked i mean there was some cool stuff but the price the cost. It's like, if I'm going to buy this used, I might as well buy it new. Mm, you know? For that price, For yeah. that cost, yeah. So anyway, let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let's so talk about this flea market. We're at the flea market police department benefit in Harmony. At night. At night. <laughs> not during the day. Not on a Friday evening or a Saturday. And Ivy has asked everybody over for dinner. And they're horrified by the notion absolutely horrified everybody but grace yeah grace is like oh ivy seems so nice and i bet she's sweet this will be fun and she kind of i don't want to say idolizes her but is definitely curious about the cranes and about ivy and about their lifestyle and what a great what a great invitation for to, someone who feels that way to grace it's like the obamas invited her to dinner right yeah to yeah. grace is like Michelle and Barack want us to come over. You know, like if I was asked to dinner by the Obamas, I'd be over the moon. But if you get asked to dinners by the Trumps. Oh, God. (laughs) Then you're looking for any excuse. So Grace sees them as the Obamas, but everybody else in town sees them as the Trumps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, so. Sorry. Yeah, so 
Ivy invites everyone for dinner, and the quote that follows that is, all of us, dinner, tomorrow? Everyone says it at the exact same time. <laughs> they're all just they're, so, They don't want to be there. Horrified and by they, the prospect. And they don't know exactly how to get out of it, so they keep trying to make excuses. And Sam finally comes pretty close to being honest and is like, look, Grace is too good-hearted to say no. But at the end of the day, we've got a lot going on. We have a lot of responsibilities on top of a huge family tragedy that we're dealing with. And now is just not a good time. Yeah. And Ivy pushes back to which Sam is like, you know, he well, I think he kind of takes a little dig. He has a moment. And so he says to Ivy, you know, she organized this benefit almost single handedly. Mm -hmm. She just she's done so much and she needs some time to rest. Mm -hmm. And I think that pisses Ivy off because she really starts to push. She will not let it go. Well, they made Sam makes multiple ex excuses multiple times. And each time she just comes back at him like, well, then we can do this instead or we can do this. Or wouldn't it be better if you just came on over? And yeah, he finally is like, look, Grace and I have such busy schedules and we have two beautiful daughters and we don't get to spend nearly enough time with our family. And family means everything to me, Ivy. Oh, he's really laying on that guilt trip. He's laying it on thick. He lays it on. Look at what you walked away from, Ivy Cray. He lays it on so, so, so thick. And he could lay it on me. Great. He, he could lay anything on me. <laughs> Ooh, say, I, just, that, I'm just going to say it. Sam. Sam. Mm. Yes, Samuel. Samuel. <laughs> surely, Probably, I'm sure. surely his name is short. <laughs> Sam, short for Samuel. <laughs> surely it's not short for Samantha. Well, it could be. Yeah. There used to be a lot of boys named Ashley. That was the whole thing. Oh, Ashley. 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 I anyway, I, I love off. you, Ashley. So Sam makes all of these excuses, right? And But Ivy is pressing. Like, she's on a mission. And Ivy's not the kind of woman that takes no for an answer. She no, she's not that woman. She, she's In fact, so, she's like, you sound like such busy people leading such interesting lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, I, she's just. Oh, I, but I love Ivy. The thing is, I really love Ivy, even in her pushiness. I like her as a character. But she's like, well, if you're all so busy, we'll just have dinner earlier. No problem. Then you can have an early night. And they're like. Ugh good we're really just trying to get out of this yeah. and she knows that oh yeah and then she's like well what a shame because i wanted to talk to you about the new children's wing at the hospital and ivy yeah and julian has no clue that this pediatric wing has been discussed because it, it hasn't. hasn't and uh eve perks up she's like oh my god we really need it Grace is like, oh my gosh, like I volunteer. The kids really need like a new space. Like this could be an amazing thing. How can we turn down an invitation to discuss such a beautiful donation at a catered dinner, you know, that her chef is going to put together? Ivy really got them. Yeah. She got them. She got everybody in that room, she, basically. She leveraged the shit out of that out of that conversation but you know what what ivy just did is a prime example of why people don't like the cranes mm -hmm. because she can use she has enough money enough power that people it's believable and plausible that she would donate an entire children's wing to the hospital mm -hmm. and she can use that to make people do what she wants them to do mm-hmm 
Ivy. As much as she hates the cranes, she's just like, she is one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, she's been in that world for her entire life and has been married to Julian for, what, like 20-ish years? Yeah. Yeah. So she, uh, she's, she's a crane through and through. Well, so they finally, Julian and Ivy finally, finally leave. Ivy, very proud of herself that she has basically strong-armed these these two couples into coming to her house to swing and why is she pushing yes. so pushy thank you yeah this is what i want to know like what is her end game what is her goal like what is she hoping to accomplish with yeah. this dinner is she trying to get back with sam is she trying to rekindle their romance it, what, what is, is the it, angle is, it, is she just as curious about his life like yeah. what is what is the angle i feel like she's trying to like insert herself into their lives just so she can be near Sam. Yeah. I think maybe that's the whole thing and trying to show him I don't know how great she is and or maybe she's trying to show him that she's fine. I don't know what it is that she wants. Yeah. But hopefully we'll find she but she clearly wants something. Yeah, we just don't know what it is. Yeah. And honestly I can't imagine that it's good. Oh no, you know, it's definitely she, bad. I mean, we're we're walking into a sticky situation. The thing about Ivy is, right now she's doing a little bit of K kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. She 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 wants something, and I assume that thing is Sam, mm-hmm. and she's willing to step on any and everybody to get it, and hurt everyone around her to get it. Slytherin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a real Slytherin. Ivy's a Slytherin. She's a Slytherin. Oh yeah. Julian's oh. a Hufflepuff. Julian is. He, no, he's, he's not, not loyal. No, he's, you know what? He's not a Hufflepuff. He's not even, he's, he's a fucking muggle. I was, no, I was going to say. He's <laughs> oh, he's like Filch. Yeah. Oh. He's one of the like Death Eaters or whatever. No, I was going to say, I, uh, he's a squib. He oh. was born into a wizarding family, but he can't do any fucking, fucking magic. Oh, Aw, don't Julian. feel bad for Julian. Julian sucks. I don't sucks. know. Well, Julian does suck. But you know what? At least, Ju- unlike Ivy, at least Julian's like, honest about his snobbery he's like Mm. i don't want to be here they know i don't want to be here like they know i look down on them i do look down on them so i feel like at least julian's kind of honest about his snobbery whereas ivy is walking around like she's a woman of the people like she's ava perone you know Mm. and she is she's just as bad as julian she's not ava perone she's like Melania Trump. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a good, a good um, person. Well, she's no Angela Merkel, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, whatever. They suck. I don't know. I think Ivy's just been in it for so long that she's probably lost those core things that made her that set her apart from the cranes mm-hmm. in her youth, or maybe. Maybe they're not lost. They're just deep, like buried deep. Or maybe they were never really there. Maybe she is just a snob. Yeah. You know, she chose money over love. Yeah. Well, I mean, I we guess don't we know don't yet. know. We don't yeah. know the circumstances. So I can't yet. really say that because I, I have no clue. So let's let's actually, let's talk about that. Let's move on. So Ivy and Julian leave. But I just have to say something. Yeah. Uh, Grace is so excited about going over to their house for dinner. And she's like, oh, that'll be great. And 
Ivy, she's like, what should we bring? And Ivy's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll have the chef cook some, cook up a beautiful meal. It'll be great. And Grace is so thrilled. She's like, oh my gosh, what? I'll bring my tomato soup cake for the special event. Oh, uh, what the fuck is tomato soup? Tomato cake? soup cake. I'm gonna look that up. I did just look it up. What is it? And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a cake where the main ingredient is like a can of condensed tomato soup. But think about it, tomato, like a carrot cake kind of thing. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, like carrot cake is delicious, and that you just put in spices and raisins and then put icing on know. it tomato soup cake sounds a little di- like it doesn't sound like it would be very appetizing it doesn't but i don't know tomatoes it, are fruits yeah and you put a bunch of sugar in it i get ugh, that sounds you know horrible. what for our hundredth episode we, we should, should make us tomato soup cake honestly i was thinking about making it like today i was like <laughs> When she said, I was like, oh, we should make a tomato soup cake and see what this is all about. Well, and also I thought it was going to be something like like a, some sort of casserole kind of thing. No, it's that a sweet dish. It, but it's a It's cake. a dessert. It's a cake. It's a real cake. Not like a crab cake, but like a fucking pineapple upside down that's cake. That's nasty as hell. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard any nonsense like that. I wonder if that's an East Coast, like New England thing. It almost sounds like one of those holdovers from like, post-war like those jello molds Ugh. where there's like fish in it the, it's like, you know what i mean spaghettios and yeah shit in it. Ugh, doesn't yeah. sound appetizing but Ugh. i'm gonna try it i'm gonna make yeah, it we're gonna make that and Ugh. maybe it'll be great what if we make it and it's delicious it won't be it might it be. Won't be it might be it'll be awful what do you put on top what kind of icing uh like cream cheese the one i looked at was like a glaze but i feel like a cream and cheese i bet frosting. you make it in a bunt well, the, well, I mean, there are different recipes. I looked at uh, I looked at a recipe. I looked at one. Oh, I bet it's thick and heavy. And, and yes, it was in a bun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on from this tomato soup cake. Tomato How can we possibly cake. move on from tomato soup cake? I don't know, but let's try, Laura. <laughs> we have to at least try. Okay. So Ivy and Julian get back to the Crane Mansion, and Julian is pissed. He's like, what the fuck was that? And then he interrogates Ivy. He's like, why are you showing such an interest in the people of Harmony? Why are you pretending to like arts and crafts? Like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you playing at, woman? Yeah. He's like, what was, I'm very upset about your behavior at this flea market tonight. Like, what (laughs) was this? And I'm, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm a Julian. What the fuck was that? It was uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. It was really very pushy and and odd it was just very strange and he's like what what are you up to what's this dinner all about what are you trying to what do you want what are you trying to gain from the russells and the bennett's of all people right yeah and he and he julian is very obviously has some sort of inkling about sam well, Ivy isn't exactly doing a great job of hiding it. He, She absolutely is not. But Julian has definitely picked up on it. Oh, yeah. You know? And so he's like, and what is it about Sam? What is this? What's going on with you? Mm-hmm. With our chief of police and... And she tries to use her tired excuse. Oh, Ethan's going to be the head of the empire and he needs to be more connected to the community and blah 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 and julian doesn't buy it he's like you hate this family i've heard all of this before and i'm not buying what you are selling Mm -mm. he's like i'm not in the mood to wine and dine the locals call it off 
but she refuses. She's like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, fine, but you owe me. And she's like, hell no, I don't owe you. She said, I don't owe you shit. I paid my debt to you and your father years ago. So there's that again. Mm. That's coming back up again. Mm. So I can't wait to find out what their deal was. Yeah, There's so much... uh, venom in this marriage there's so much acidity dripping from every word that they say mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm really curious what that background is these two people cannot stand each other no so julian is like you know what i don't want to do this he says you're in a mood i'll be in my study and he leaves he does so let's go back to the flea market and we'll come back to the crane mansion okay yeah mm-hmm. so over back at the flea market again grace is overjoyed she's like what should i wear like and they're looking through these clothes at the flea market she and eve are talking yeah. and like what should i wear meanwhile the two guys tc and sam are talking to each other like how are we gonna get out of this like we i don't want to do this and sam's like or tc says to sam like you know i never pry into your issue with the cranes because Sam asked TC what his deal is with the cranes. And TC's like, mind your business. Yeah. And TC tells him, yeah, exactly. Mind your own business. I don't pry into your into your history. But it's clear that you and Ivy know each other. Mm-hmm. And so both men kind of, they just refuse to go there with each other. They don't, they're, I think it's all too raw. And they haven't really dealt with it with themselves. So they can't speak about it with their with their friend yeah which is sad so they both kind of resolve to try to talk their wives out of right going and while they're talking about this grace asks pilar she sees pilar says oh pilar what does uh mrs crane's friends what do they normally wear when they come to dinner is it normally formal and pilar's like "Eh, it depends on the people and the the menu it depends and pilar's like why are you asking me this and she says well, Ivy invited us to, to <laughs> dinner. Me and Eve and TC and Sam, we're all going to go to dinner tomorrow night. And Pilar is like, oh, really? <laughs> she literally, she's less than enthused by this information. And she's like, excuse me, please. I have something important to 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 deal with yeah she, she like doesn't even out. doesn't even have a conversation she dips out so pull our heads out for whatever reason and then sam comes over and tells grace to call off the dinner like mm-hmm. can you please call ivy and cancel and grace is like no <laughs> yeah she does not want to cancel this dinner she likes ivy she thinks she's nice again i think she's really fascinated by her and this is a really big deal. Again, it's like if I it's a huge if, deal. If was if it's the same thing like you said as being invited to have dinner with Barack and Michelle Obama. Absolutely. For Grace, that's what this is. Absolutely. And she doesn't know the cranes. She didn't grow up in this town. She mm. has no problem with them. These other three have some kind of history with these people. Mm. Grace has no idea. She has no history with these people. She doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, of course she's excited. Yeah. To go. Yeah. Of course she is. And uh, she she makes her case. And the other three are not excited about the dinner. But Eve really wants that pediatric wing at the hospital. And the only way 
to get it is to go to this dinner and yeah. grace backs that up she's like if it's the she's like it's the only way i want to go to this dinner already but this is a huge thing for the hospital this is a huge thing for the children that i volunteer with like we need to do this this is the right thing to do yep. and so they resolve to go to dinner yep so let's head back to the cream mansion yeah because where julian and ivy have parted ways ivy's still in the the living room but they've had their little fight and julian's walked off somewhere and who shows up pilar pilar has made a beeline from the flea market to the crane mansion because she's got some things to say she like took a taxi she got there so fast she's got some. she things didn't ride the bus at all she said i'm coming to talk some sense into these people she Ugh. tells ivy do not host this dinner you're asking for trouble. Let the past rest. To which Ivy is like, you know what, Pilar? I haven't spoken to Sam in well over 20 years. I think it's time to wake up the past. She thinks it's time to wake up the past. Getting past your past. Nope. <laughs> She's not getting past it. She She's needs diving that right on in. I'm interested to see how this goes. But like I've already said, I don't know what it is that Ivy wants. Yeah. Like what does she think she's going to gain from this? But I do think part of it, too, I think it's like multiple things she wants out of it. But obviously Sam is like one part of it. But the other part is she knows that there's some issue between TC and Julian. Yeah, she's no dum-dum. She picked yeah, up on that. A while back. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is a good excuse for her to get under Julian's skin, too, and just fuck with him. Yeah. And maybe get to the bottom of something. I think Ivy's just fed up with her life. She's fed up with Julian. She is really isolated and alone. I think she's reminiscing about uh, uh, the one that got away. You know, I think there's a lot going on. But at the end of the day, Ivy wants this drama. Yeah. For whatever reason. We don't know. I think, like you said, there's a lot going on there. I think she probably has multiple uh, goals that she wants to accomplish this, with this, but we aren't really privy to that. So yeah. right now, it's just like she wants drama. Yeah. So what? for whatever reason, she tells Pilar, like, no, I'm doing what I want to do. Uh, the I got to wake up the past. And she says, I feel alive for the first time in years. Ugh. And Pilar's just like... It's Teresa all over again. Yeah. I don't, care. I don't care what trouble comes. I, f I feel alive and I'm diving in. It's <laughs> Teresa and Ivy are a lot alike. They yeah. really are. And yeah. Pilar's like both of their mothers. Yeah. She's like a surrogate parent to everybody. Yeah. So Ivy's going to do whatever the fuck she wants to do. And she's, she's actually the authority in this scenario between her and Pilar. Because mm -hmm. she's Pilar's employer. And so she's like, you know. I'll I'll get you take I'll have the drivers take you home Pilar and Pilar's like I'll take the bus thank you <laughs> <laughs> no thank you I'll take the bus dignity just a little dig at Ivy just to show Ivy like I don't need you you don't you can't buy me I don't need you I don't need you but you need me mm-hmm Pilar does not need Ivy Pilar can get another job in this town she doesn't have to work at the crane mansion yeah and and Louise is a police officer. Like, how long have they been living in their home? They're, surely their home is like paid for by no, now. No, remember at the very beginning oh, they right. talked they about had to, that. Like, Remortgage the house. Yeah, or whatever. that was like one of the first conversations oh, that yeah. happened at the Lopez Fitzgerald house, like episode two or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're in dire straits financially. Yeah, but she could get another job. Yeah. 
She could go work at the cannery. Oh, God. Yeah, there's there's an open position (laughs) at the cannery. cannery. (laughs) Yeah, so Pilar heads out. I guess Ivy goes upstairs, and Julian comes back in. Yep. He's all alone in the living room, pours himself a drink, and he notices that the uh, tennis photo album is sitting out on the couch where Whitney had left it, and that newspaper clipping of TC at the tennis championship is sitting on top of it. So he looks at that and he just looks very pensive, like very thoughtful and very distant. Yeah. He's looking at it like, oh, this man's going to be in my house tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And like, why is this here? You yeah, know, and why also, is this why, is, and why this is, here? is this here? Yes. Yeah. So that's everything with those people. Easily the most interesting thing going on right now for me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Same. So let's talk about the kids or tabitha let's talk about simone at the flea market let's kind of finish off flea market things let's let's talk about these children at the flea market okay he's back at so back at the flea market all the kids are there Kay, simone miguel chad is there let's not forget (laughs) chad is there and uh remember we left simone looking at chad and going "Wow." wow (laughs) <laughs> What's that song again from Hey Arnold? I saw your face and wow. I made Laura watch it yesterday because she didn't know it. And I was like, you you need to know this is important. I don't know it. It's, I'm an, like, it's an important work. Ronnie Matthews. I'm like the only millennial didn't watch Hey Arnold. I saw, I saw your face and, and wow. wow. Now you know so it. So now I know it. Now I know, you know that it. part. Just the and wow. She saw his face and, and wow. wow. Uh, and she literally said, wow. I just love it. <laughs> but... So she's standing there looking at him, and then Kay comes back in after watching Miguel, who's on the phone with Jessica, who's at the hospital with Charity. (laughs) (laughs) And I am getting so annoyed with the Charity shit again. Like, one, she already woke up once. I don't know why we're doing this again. understand I I don't understand she literally went into a coma and they were really really worried and then she woke up now why are we like standing around waiting on her to wake up I thought she just went back to sleep she slipped back into the coma I guess I guess they didn't do enough writing no they didn't they spent all of that time on Kay's shenanigans and the whole subliminal messaging and not enough time on the what is medically happening to charity shenanigans so jessica's telling miguel that charity seems to be waking up miguel's like oh that's great i'll be right there and then he's she's like well wait let me ask the nurse and so she talks to the nurse and whatever Kay's watching lurking and watching him while he talks on the phone and then she goes back inside and ignores simone yeah and simone is like you have been saying that you're going to help me find a guy. Look at that guy. I like that guy. You need to help me find, like, talk to this dude. Like, I, I, I'm really in, in – I saw his face and wow, you know. And uh, Kay is having none of it. She just was like, no, you got to focus on me and Miguel because Kay is a bad friend. Yeah, she's, a, she's the worst type of she's friend because she awful. she says it for like one second she puts a little bit of interest into what Simone has to say and then it turns directly back to her and Miguel and how much she loves Miguel and like how he she can't make let him go back to the hospital with charity oh Kay's so annoying I hate her and all Simone wants is for Kay to help her out for once in her yeah. goddamn life fucking wing woman her one time be once. my wing woman 
Yeah. You, I let you, oh, God. Simone. Oh, poor Simone. Simone. So Miguel wants to go to the hospital. Kay tries to stop him and uh, isn't really very successful in it. And Miguel kind of leaves. And so Kay follows him and just kind of leaves Simone all alone you know yeah. wanting to talk to chad yeah and she does give her words of encouragement she says you're smart you're pretty and you're fun and then she bounces you know what would have been really helpful is if you walked over to this guy with me and like helped me because we're 15 16 yeah Ugh. even as a grown woman it's like it yeah. I'm like just walking up to people by myself. Yeah, go up and talk to the guy. Be like, oh, we don't recognize you. Are you new in town? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. You can talk a little bit. And once you introduce your friend, then, then you, you leave. leave. Yeah. It would have taken her all of five, ten minutes. Yeah, she's the worst. She's just the she's worst. She's just selfish. I mean, Charity's in the hospital. And again, we do some recap with her. But she's like, you know, maybe Charity will sleep forever. And then she smiles about it because she wants her first cousin to be in a coma for the rest of her life because she wants this stupid boy. Who doesn't want her. Who doesn't want her. Who has made it very clear, extremely clear that he doesn't want her. How many times does Miguel have to be, oh, you're such a good pal. How many times does he have to say it for her to get it through her thick skull? She's never going to get it. Old buddy, old pal. I mean, come on. You're such a good friend. She's never going to get it. She... Because she wants what she wants. She only thinks about herself. She doesn't care what Miguel wants. Yeah. She does not give a fuck about what Miguel wants. She just knows that she wants Miguel. Which means she doesn't love him. Because if you really care about the people that you love, then you take into consideration their feelings and their desires. She is horrible. She's awful. Horrible. Sorry, all you K lovers out there. We can't stand her. Does anybody love K? (laughs) Maybe later on. No. Mm -mm. Mm. No. K. I don't think Kate ever stops being awful. I don't know how she could be redeemed. This is, I mean, this is bad. This is low. Yeah. Tabitha burned a man at the gas station to death, and I like her more than Kay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even, I'm it's not so joking. True, it's so true. It's so true. But anyway, some, so Simone's at this flea market by herself, and she's trying to talk herself up and work up the nerve to go talk to Chad. She's looking at him while he's looking at coats. She trying to work up the nerves. She's like, you're beautiful. You're smart. You can do this. She kind of turns around. And then Chad walks up behind her while she's kind of talking to herself. Yeah. And he touches her and says, hey, do you work here? And she turns around and she's like, she can't get anything else. She's just like, what? He's like, do you work here? I'm trying to find a jacket. So she kind of fumbles because she is so taken by surprise. And, you know, to her, he is this Adonis. She's never seen a more beautiful man in her life. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have a little meet cute. And he's like, oh, I need help finding a coat. And she's like, oh, I I don't work here, but I can help you and blah, blah, blah. And so they it's very obvious that Simone is nervous. And it's and it's very clear to me that Chad recognizes that yeah. she thinks he's cute and he he's very sweet about it. So we have this we have this little interaction. Yeah, and we got this little interaction. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Girl. Ugh. I know you know where it goes, but I don't I know. know where this goes. You're doing goes. a very good job of keeping secrets, though. I'm, I appreciate I, it. Thank you. Because this is all new for me. Well, and also, I know where it goes overall, mm-hmm. but I don't know the de- – I don't remember all the details. Right, right. Yeah. 
I don't remember all the details, but I do know where it goes overall. And honestly, I couldn't tell you anything without ruining everything. Mm. So I'll just keep it to myself. All right. So they meet and they do their whole thing and it's very sweet. And we're we're rooting for Simone. We're rooting for Simone. And I'm also rooting for Chad to go find Simone's dad's coat and uncover a secret. He will. Well, now that Simone's with him, she'll probably be like, oh, this is my dad's old coat. You should try it on. Yeah, there's got to be. It's got to be coming up. Yeah. It has to. Maybe. Hopefully. Or or maybe it'll just be another lost, A lost plot point. Another lost plot point. (laughs) I don't know. So let's go to Tabitha's house. Okay. And let's go through Tabitha's house. Let's do this really fast because nothing actually happens at her house. (laughs) Nothing at all. And it... They spent 20 minutes on Tabitha. Like, the half of the episode was at her house or with her. Yeah. And nothing happened. It was just entertaining. I think the writers just know that Tabitha and Timmy are real crowd pleasers. And so they give them the odious task of recapping everything. Tabitha and Timmy are constantly recapping the show for everybody else. And then they just have some hijinks and tell jokes and we love them. Yeah. It's great. So Timmy is shaking his uh, Martimmy shaker, like with doing like the conga line thing. Charity has amnesia. Charity has amnesia. Charity has amnesia. And Macarena. (laughs) (laughs) Two totally different things. But, um, yeah, so he's excited about that. Then they talk about Charity and her amnesia. And Tabitha, again, says as long as she doesn't remember anything, she won't remember evil and we're safe. We don't have to leave. Because, remember, they were packing up to leave. (laughs) You know, this whole conversation kind of confirmed what you and I uh, confirmed the conclusion that we had come to, which is that if Charity has amnesia and she doesn't remember Uh, that she has powers and Grace has amnesia and doesn't know that her family has any magical powers, then Tabitha is safe because no one in that family is going to be after her or looking for her. So it's, I hate that they keep referring to it as evil because (laughs) Charity surely will wake and remember the concept of good and evil. Yeah. She just won't know that she's a fucking witch. Yeah. You know, like that's not the same thing. She won't remember evil. Yeah. Oh, it's so ridiculous. So, Tabitha feels like they're they're free. We can stay. We can do all this, right? And then Timmy's like, but what if Charity wakes up and does remember everything? And Tabitha, like, chokes on her Martimmy. She's like, <laughs> don't say that. That's a terrible Tabitha again. There it's, it is again. It's never good. It's horrible. <laughs> don't say that. I can't. That's, I'm doing, like, a Angela from Love just After Lockup. Just do an old lady voice. I'm doing Angela. I'm, my old lady voices are all, like, um, southern ladies. Just do, just do like uh, a lot of vocal fry. Uh, yes, and then do a little bit of British, uh, and then you have a witch. You have a witch. Oh my God, you can't do it. She can't do it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and friends beyond the binary, she can't do it. Wait. <laughs> if, if Charity has amnesia, she will never be able to understand and remember evil. That was all right. good. <laughs> it was certainly, it was better. That's all right. It's definitely better. So I have a surprise for you. Okay. I'm going to pause. Okay. So I'm back. I had to go downstairs and um, get this from the mail room. What um, is but this? But I ordered something on Amazon oh, that you're going to be so 
excited about. I think I might know what you this know is. what it is. Is it the book? It's Tabitha. Oh, oh my god! I got it used for like seven dollars. That's amazing. It was like thirty dollars new, so I was like, I don't need to spend that. Kind oh of money. my gosh! Yeah. Hidden Passions, Secrets from the Diaries of Tabitha Lennox. I bought Tabitha's book. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> the phenomenal New York Times bestseller. This is a bestseller. Well, you know what? I watched a TikTok one time about how, because somebody was like, how can all so many books be bestsellers? And this guy explained, he's an author, and he explained how, like, it they, it, lots of things on the best, New York Times bestseller list, but they're, like, a million different lists. Ah. It's like you. This is the bestseller in cookbooks. Okay. This is the bestseller in like children's literature. Yeah. This is a, so. It's like it's you have still to read the you have to read the fine print sometimes. Still an on those accomplishment. Things. Like for this is probably like a bestseller in like soap opera literature. Bestseller. How many books came out that year? That was bestseller like, of a uh, of a novel written by a fictitious character. They only had one new one on Amazon. It was like order today. Well, it's still in print. They only have one order. It's but still they, being but published. I, I got this one. That's so cool. So we'll do something with that. We're going to do something with this. Yeah, yeah. I have some ideas. All right. So let's talk about Tabitha. I don't really remember exactly where we were, so I'm just going to press forward from where I think we yeah, were. Yeah, she chokes <laughs> on her Martimi, and Timmy starts to talk about, like, he worries about, like, different what ifs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what if Charity does remember everything, and what if she comes after us, and what if blah, blah, blah. And then – um. Tabitha's like, oh, shit, you're right. We do have to get out of here. So then she decides to, like, we're going to leave. We and, are going to leave. And then about, you know, 20 seconds later, she says, what the fuck am I doing? I'm not going to let a simper. Do you want me to do the voice? Yes, please. <laughs> I'm not going to let a simpering girl like Charity run me out of town. I'm going to stay and fight. Yeah. Well, because Timmy says to Tabitha, he goes, you know what, Tabitha? Timmy's just as afraid of Charity as you are. And she's like, I'm not scared of that little bitch. <laughs> she's like, I ain't scared of shit. I'm Tabitha. I'm Tabitha. I might not have my powers right now, but. I'm still you know. fearsome to behold. So Tabitha uh, is like, I'm going to go deal with this. I don't have a plan just yet, but I'm going to go to the hospital. And I'm going to figure something out. Tammy wants to go, but she's like, no, don't come. I. What am I supposed to do with a doll? What are people going to think of me walking around with a you? She's like, I don't want to haul you around the hospital, so just stay put. Yeah, and so she leaves, but Timmy's like, I'm not going to let you have all of the fun, Tabitha. And so he walks out with her. Well, she doesn't know he's behind her, but he follows her, and they do like this long-ass, like two-minute slow-motion shot of Timmy running behind Tabitha. <laughs> it was so silly it was so dumb <laughs> so silly then we get to the hospital mm -hmm. and at the hospital uh tabitha arrives and there's a bunch of carts sitting around with random shit she's like oh well i wish i had a pillow but that did i got interrupted last time you know a needle would be great because then i could inject her with one of my potions and then she, magically well not magically but there is a cart just sitting there with a bunch of like hypodermic needles on it so yeah. she goes to reach for one and a nurse sees her and goes uh excuse me can i help you she's like oh, i was just looking for a book i'm gonna bring a book to one of the patients and the nurse is like those aren't books <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i left my glasses at home oh silly me <laughs> so then she kind of walks away and hides 
and sees another cart and sitting on this cart are uh what like scissors and it like, was like flowers it was a bunch of teddy bears oh yeah and, stethoscopes and a, fl- a flower arrangement yeah with, with the like, teddy bear so she steals that and timmy is hot on her heels yeah and he's then he's, sleuthing around he changes the into scrubs We're like what is this yeah, he changes into scrubs. And he's like, nobody will recognize me like this. Nobody will ask any questions. And he's like hiding behind an IV drip. I, like at one point, it's like, what is happening? He's like dressed like a surgeon. Yeah, yes. It was absurd. I, I I don't know why I like it so much. Why do I like it so much? I don't know. It's so silly. So then she goes into the room and Jessica's there. And she's like, oh, I'm just here to check on Charity and bring her this bullshit. And then Miguel shows up, and then Kay shows up, and then Tabitha's like, uh, I'm going to go get some tea. <laughs> Think about my choices. Yeah, she's like, how am I going to get Charity alone? Yeah. What can I do to get rid of these kids? These kids and their, what is it, Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo? Oh, these meddling kids. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't oh, for you meddling kids. That's what it is. That's Tabitha. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Yep. Yeah, so she's got to regroup and figure out what is uh what's going to happen here. Yeah. So Jessica comes in and Miguel comes in and and Charity's thrashing about as she does and everyone's standing around. Then Jessica pulls Kay outside and she's like, I know what you did, Kay, and I'm going to tell blah, blah, blah. She doesn't know what she did, but, you know, they do their whole Jessica and Kay thing. She bluffs. She's bluffing, but yeah. she knows that her sister is up to something. She just doesn't know the details. Yeah. Meanwhile, Charity seems to be coming, too. <laughs> She's her thrashing. You know what? We know that Charity's in a deep sleep when her thrashing is extra violent. You know, when she starts to calm down is when she's starting to wake from her slumber. Oh, she's going, Miguel, Miguel, Miguel. Also, they kept saying she's saying something, but I can't figure out what she's saying. She's saying Miguel. She's obviously saying Miguel. Very clearly. Anyway, he's standing over her. He's excited. She, he thinks she's going to wake up. And I honestly was like, <laughs> what if she wakes up and she just screams and she's <laughs> like, get away from me as a joke. I literally said that as a joke. I honestly did not think that that would happen. But guess what? It happened. It happened. I mean, it is absurd to think that Kay's subliminal messaging audio tape worked but it was obviously going to work oh so dumb it's such a dumb thing to work i love it i know that it's dumb i know that it doesn't make sense but i kind of love how ridiculous it is charity wakes up and screams she screams it's me miguel and she's go she goes "Ah!" (laughs) it's so stupid it actually was a very underwhelming scream it was exactly it wasn't very blood curdling she didn't really sound scared it was exactly what you just did it was the same delivery (laughs) it was like it was like if charity was an opera singer who didn't want to like damage her voice (laughs) me on a roller coaster yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's the end of that episode that's the end of this episode charity has awoken will she stay awake this time she woke up again yeah she doesn't remember anything she's terrified of miguel and she didn't recognize his face. It wasn't until he said, it's me, Miguel. Miguel. That's when she reacted. Yeah. So she doesn't seem to have any vivid images that, uh, that she remembers. It's all just kind of a blank slate. Girl, Charity's about to have amnesia for a while. Oh, boy. I, I, I feel it in my bones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Grace has had amnesia for 20 years. Yeah. Very true. That's some fucking amnesia. 
That's crazy. Does it last like that? Does amnesia last that like long like that? I don't know. I and I also think like first of all obviously amnesia is extremely rare yeah and when people do have amnesia i do think it's just spotty memory I and don't isn't think it, it like a lot of short times it's term not like, a lot of times it's not like full-blown memory loss like i don't remember the first 20 years of my life kind of bullshit. yeah i thought amnesia would be would it, like you said is extraordinarily rare but also only affects like short-term memory so any long-term memories that are like super ingrained would remain with you i don't i don't i don't know but um I, I think of it really as like kind of like blacking out. Yeah. You know? Charity drank too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had a little too much Boone's Farm. Do you ever drink Boone's Farm? No. That shit's so what nasty. What is Boone's Farm? It's like uh, a wine cooler kind of thing that comes in like a big bottle. It's gross. No, yeah, I don't no, know that. Don't drink Boone's Farm. I won't. It's cheap as fuck. It's disgusting. Yeah, no, I'm good. No, never, never again. All right. Let's take a break. <laughs> we need it. Yeah. You probably need it too. And welcome back to Passions Podcast, the podcast with the hostess with the mostest, Laura and Latara. Woo! What what are we doing now? Why are you a radio announcer? I'm just trying out a new I'm just trying things out. Like let me give me the freedom <laughs> to to express my creativity the way that it comes out of me i need to express these things and they and have these ideas i have all these ideas you know <laughs> okay Teresa. um i mean podcasting is kind of like a new kind of radio show ish yeah i mean thing. this american I this american life was a radio show right and a lot of a lot of those a lot of podcasts like the npr podcast they play on the radio mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like from wrbz chicago this is this american life <laughs> I think that's the right, those were the right letters. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I love This American Life. This, here, here's an ad for This American Life. Yep. <laughs> also, uh, not a sponsor. Not this a sponsor. This American Life is not a sponsor of Passion's Podcast. No. But if they're interested, we would welcome it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a big fan of Ira Glass. Oh my gosh. He's the best. Huge fan. Oh, that what whole a show. team. All Starly right. Klein. So let's get back into passions. Let's get back to our podcast, which is the same caliber as this American life. Absolutely. <laughs> we have the same amount of care. The same amount of time goes into it. Definitely on the same budget. Oh, my gosh. The research we do. <laughs> the research. The equipment we use. This isn't going well. No, nope. let's keep going. I think we I'm should talk cut about a lot of stuff out. I think we should talk about Passions podcast. I'm, yeah. No, I think we should talk about the show Passions. Yeah, we <laughs> talk about the show Passions. All right, so All let's right. get into episode sixty-six. Opens at the nighttime flea market. <laughs> she's, she's still on it. Flea markets do not happen at night. They don't. <laughs> they don't. But okay. Opens at this flea market. Uh, benefit where Grace and Eve are talking about how well the benefit is going and uh, Eve's like you should be proud of all of the work that you've done and all of this what's so funny I'm sorry I'm over here laughing because my very first note I'm staring at it I'm like what the fuck did I type because my phone auto corrected it it said Eve compliments Grace on Benedict's <laughs> I can't even say it. on Benedict's success like who the fuck is Benedict the no benefit. on the benefits success the benefit success yeah. so yeah she's just like 
you did a great job and this is wonderful. And Grace is like, oh, thank you. I hope it makes lots of money, blah, blah, blah. And then Eve notices Simone talking to Chad. And she says, do you know who that boy is talking to my daughter? Who's that boy over there? And Grace is like, I don't know, but he looks nice. Who's that boy? It's, it's Chad. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks very nice, says um, Grace Bennett. And so then we uh, pan over to Simone and Chad. And Simone's having a little fantasy about Ch- Chad and finding the perfect jacket for him. And, and when he discovers how great the jacket is, he's going to discover his love for Simone at the same time and he's gonna lean in for a kiss and then the fantasy breaks away and Eve is like Simone get over here yeah she <laughs> come calls, over here she calls Simone over and she's like who's that boy you're talking to and Simone's like oh you know he, I don't know I'm just helping him out he's a he seems nice blah 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 and Eve's like I want you to stay away from him uh why Simone says I don't know he just he looks like a street kid. What? Yeah, Eve says he looks like a street kid and he's obviously bad news. Yeah, what? What, what are you talking about? Eve. Does, does Eve know who Chad is? Like, is that is this an ulterior motive? Not an ulterior motive. She's just trying to keep Simone away because she actually knows who Chad is? Eve has no clue who Chad okay. is. Okay, all right. She just sees that puka shell necklace and she knows he's bad she news. Knows he- she knows that he's a is, bad boy. That's a West Coast boy with a bad attitude. With a bad attitude <laughs> and a puka shell necklace and probably like a leather strap bracelet. Oh, oh yeah, those thick ones that the yeah. boys used to wear. With like a, what do they call it, branded with something where they like could oh, tell yeah, branding. Oh, yeah, 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 where it's like raised or whatever. Yeah. Well, all right. So that happens. Eve's like, stay away from him. But then she gets a page from the hospital and it's about charity, so she and Grace rush out to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And Simone promptly ignores what her mother said to her and is like, all right, I'm going to go talk to my boyfriend again. Because, <laughs> I mean, Chad is fine. Like, if my mom tried to warn me against him, I probably would have ignored her as well. Oh, and 100%. And she didn't know him. It's not like she knew him. Yeah, like, it's interesting to me that Grace could look at this boy and be like, oh, he seems nice. And Eve would look at the boy and be like, nope bad news yeah you know from one look grace is also just like snow white you know what i mean she's just like in her own little grace world with where she speaks to the birds and the mice make dresses for her i know that's cinderella but still (laughs) she has no skepticism you know like when she, she takes everything at face value and it's naivety, really. I mean, honestly, she's overjoyed to go to the Crane Mansion, even though she knows how bad the cranes are. Like, she's lived in this town for 20 years. Mm-hmm. She at least has heard stories about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she's still like, oh, my gosh, the cranes. She wants to believe the best in people. She does. I like Grace. I do, too. It's interesting because I like Grace, but I don't like Charity. And they're actually kind of similar. They are, but all of Charity's, like, um, desires and her objectives as a character have been about charity and not taking into account anybody else. Mm. Whereas Grace's objective has always been about other people in town. Mm-hmm. All of her shit is about all of the other people in town. Mm. And then she wanted to find her sister. That was like her thing. But even that was kind of about her sister and her family and, you know, just getting to know those people, other people. Mm -hmm. It's not even about her. Yeah. So, yeah, Charity. Charity just wants to hook up with Miguel. Yeah. That's it. Not anymore. No, we'll we'll get into that. (laughs) Yeah. 
So anyway, Eve and Grace head off to the hospital and Chad and Simone continue to talk and look for jackets. Mm -hmm. And then Chad's like, I can't find anything. And he wants to leave. He's like, all of this shit's too expensive. And he's right. Yeah. He he is right. He's looking at these used jackets that have been donated. And I guess it's like an event. They're trying to raise money. But still... A forty dollar jacket, a forty dollar fleece, a sixty dollar jacket at a, yeah. at a flea at market. At a flea market so in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's what I was like. That's expensive for two thousand twenty. I was about to say two thousand eighteen. That's not what year we live in. <laughs> no, but oh remember when we did? We could go out and do things. Oh, twenty eighteen. What a good year. <sighs> well, it wasn't a great year. It was better than this one. Back to passions. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, it's okay. You're right. Simone and Chad are talking. Chad's like, I can't find anything here. All this stuff is too expensive. I'm just going to split. And Simone's like, no, no, don't leave. Um, Why don't you, like, go get a cup of coffee. People people are still bringing in donations. I promise I'm going to find something for you. Mm -hmm. So he goes off to get a cup of coffee or tea or something. And then TC comes in. What happens with TC? TC has found his old coat that Eve tried to squirrel away and hide from him. And he rescues his old coat and he sees his daughter. He says, look, uh, I know your mom hates this thing, but I love this jacket. It's full of memories and I'm keeping it. So here's the deal. I'm going to give it to you for safekeeping and don't tell your mom. In fact, don't tell anybody because then next week, like I'll come in the house wearing it and we'll get a good laugh. You know, we'll kind of pull a prank on your mom here. So Simone is now in possession of TC's coat. Yeah, which was supposed to sell for fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Can you believe this? She was trying to sell it for fifty dollars. That's not even enough. This coat is worth more to me than." He was like going off about this jacket, yeah. and honestly, what did, what significance does this jacket have to this man? We're about to find out. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, so he was attached to that thing. Yeah. So she's got this jacket that means a lot to her dad, and she's looking at it, and she's going, this will be perfect for Chad. Mm-hmm. And he walks back over, sees her with the jacket, and he's like, oh, you got that for me? And she's like, yeah, yes, I do. And he puts it on. He loves the coat. He's like, wow, I like this. He's like, I could never afford this, though. How much is it? And she's like, five dollars <laughs> yeah she switches the tag out with that like a really cheap shitty thing that's sitting nearby switches the tag out sells him the coat for five dollars he's so excited about he's it he's thrilled by this coat and he's he like does i'll take look, it he does look good in it and uh she's like you know what uh let me go get you a receipt and i'll be right back so she takes like the 20 bucks like goes over to the cash box here's my problem and i know they set this up on purpose However, why wouldn't he have gone with her to pay? I don't know. Like, let's go to the cash box where you can get your receipt and then you can be on your way. Are you going to question everything? Yes. (laughs) That is my job. I would not be doing my job as a podcaster, as a professional (laughs) radio host. Oh, my God. If I didn't ask the right questions. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't go with her. It doesn't really make any sense because it's not like there was a mirror that he was like admiring himself in. Yeah, you know? they do this all the time, though. They did that with Whitney and Teresa. Remember, it was mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't Teresa go 
with Whitney to find a cab right outside the chicken coop and also why wouldn't Teresa go with Whitney to like the pizza cafe or whatever the book cafe to get the pizza it's just they just set these people up yeah for these interactions they need an encounter to happen and so they try to find an organic way to write it but it doesn't really work but whatever i'm okay i can let it pass i'm just saying he should have gone with her he should have i noticed he should have but this was like the least offensive one for for me i was like yeah "Eh, whatever yeah or maybe i'm just getting used to it now that we've done 66 episodes i'm sure you're probably getting used to it for sure for sure so i'm starting to get used to the fact that it's winter time almost yeah (laughs) i'm getting used to it i'm i'm getting on board passions i'm on board all right so TC, of course, after Simone walks away with Chad's $5 for this nice jacket, TC, of course, sees Chad wearing his jacket from across the room. He's like, what the fuck? Where'd you get my jacket? He comes over to him with Sam, yep. the police chief mm-hmm. of Harmony. Mm-hmm. He brought he brought his muscle with him. <laughs> TC didn't need any muscle, as we see no. in this scene. TC does not need any because muscle. Because he's like... Oh, how, where'd you get that jacket? That's my jacket. And Chad's like, no, I just paid for it. And Sam's like, okay, let's calm down. Where's your receipt? He's like, oh, I'm waiting on my receipt. And TC's bullshit. What receipt? How much did you pay for this? And he goes, $5. And TC is enraged. $5? This jacket is worth so much more than $5. You And he like obviously thinks that he stole it. Yeah. And so Sam is like, look, just give the jacket back. And then we'll we'll forget about this whole thing. And, of course, Chad is like, no, I paid $5. I'm going to take my jacket and leave. And so then TC puts his hands on yeah, Chad. Yeah, he grabs Chad. Like, Chad you're not going anywhere, Chad son. is a child. He, like, put, he like had his hands on both lapels. Yeah. He was, like, muscling him. No, he's jacking him up for that jacket. Yeah. Um, I do want to make a comment about this. So... They have, we now have Chad and we have TC. These are the only, these are the only black males on this show. And both of them have anger issues. Mm. I do take issue with it. Mm -hmm. I do have a little problem with it. It's just, it's just annoying. It's just an annoying trope. Well, and if you remember, because we had that uh, email from, I think it was Zach, yeah, our, it was little, Zach. our historian, who told gave us a little breakdown of the writer's room. They're all white. So whatever their prejudices are or, are, or whatever their biases are, are going to bleed into the story that they're telling. Yeah. You know? So, so we do also kind of get, like, this glimpse of TC and Chad are alike, mm. right? Like, they're, they're alike. They're similar people. Hot-tempered. So we shall see what happens with this because that's where we leave them. Yeah, yeah, that's the last that we see of them at the uh, at the flea market that that day. Yeah. Um, but we should talk about Luis showing up at the flea market. We absolutely should talk about Luis showing up at the flea market because every before everything goes down with the jacket, Sam has called Luis from the precinct or from wherever he is to the flea market benefit because apparently there were reports of petty theft and Mm -hmm. he wants an officer to be on hand keep an eye on things and just kind of make their presence known so that anyone who's an opportunistic thief is just like you know yeah be deterred yeah yeah exactly so um he like instead of 
I don't know, instead of walking around and keeping an eye on things, he sits down at the table with TC and Sam and just bitches about Sheridan. Well, he walk, he does like around, he walks around once, he picks up a basketball, dreams about, like has a flashback of his one-on-one game with Sheridan. Yeah, he doesn't do his job. Yeah. You know, and then he, yeah, he goes over to the refreshment table, gets him some coffee and a sandwich and sits his ass down and starts talking shit about Sheridan. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And Sam doesn't say anything. Not at all. He's like, all right, yeah, I guess that's what my officers are going to do now. Do you think they were just mentioning the petty theft because they were setting us up for why TC and Sam were, uh, like, so alarmed by this jacket incident? Yeah, I think that's part of it. Um, Definitely. Uh, but also, who shows up to a police benefit and steals things? Oh, I'm sure some youths would show up and be like, oh, we're so badass. <laughs> the irony of stealing from, from a police, police benefit. <laughs> you know, Even I'm sure. crawling with cops. I'm sure some, some dumbasses, yeah, they're like, oh, I'm going to do the five-finger discount. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do it right under their noses. Yeah, but I will say I they did set that up, and I was surprised because I was like, oh, well, I imagine Luis is going to – like give Chad a little bit of a hard time. That's what I thought was going to happen. And he didn't know it was, it was TC and Sam. That yeah. really, that actually was a turn for me, like a little bit of a twist. Yeah. I definitely would have expected it to be Louise. Yeah. But no, no. But once Simone gave him the jacket, I knew it was going to be TC. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's kind of everything at the flea market. Yeah, that is everything at the flea market. Louise is, um, talking shit about Sheridan and then he decides to leave and he heads over to the he's like on rounds and then he walks past the youth center and sees that the lights are on <laughs> yeah well he receives a call he receives a call on a payphone. oh <laughs> <laughs> maybe he got paged and we didn't see that so he calls the the precinct I don't know but he gets a call that someone has reported lights being on at the youth center and it's late enough at night that this is concerning because it should be locked up and nobody should be there. So Luis goes over to investigate whatever's going on at the youth center. So what is going on at the youth center before Luis gets there? Well, Sheridan is having her basketball lesson with an NBA star. Yeah, what was his name? Robert Horry, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Sheridan's having her her NBA all-star basketball lesson. And also, she's just telling this man everything about (laughs) what's going on in her life. And he... Are they old friends? They're just recapping. I don't know. Yeah, how did he get there so fast? How does the Concord? <laughs> <laughs> the, con- the Concord. <laughs> it's like, does he live in Harmony? No, the Concord. <laughs> yeah, no. So he plays for the Harmony Hoopers. He's shut the fuck up. <laughs> we should get a T-shirt. The professional Harmony basketball Hoopers. team, the Harmony Hoopers. Harmony Hoopers. <laughs> Oh, we should get T-shirts for the different um, sports teams. <laughs> Harmony Hoopers. Harmony Hoopers. I don't know. We have. I don't know. We'll do we don't know who now. else is there, but Whatever. they have a baseball team and a football team. We find out. Oh, that's true. Because TC coaches the football team. Yeah. And all of the kids play on the base. Oh, it's softball. Softball. The softball, softball team. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Sheridan is having a lesson with this man and there is a montage to end all montages. (laughs) There is a training montage that is on the level with like the Rocky movies. That's exactly what I was thinking. It was so good. It ends in like the high five right when the whistle blows. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. There's a high five and then it like uh, fades to white. Like it flashes (laughs) white. Like it just flashes to white before our eyes and then it 
moves on to their scene where Sheridan's just like sharing her entire life story with this NBA player. And why did the writers make him do all of the recap work? Like he had a lot of lines mm-hmm. and very little actual basketball playing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see him play basketball. Yeah, he just kind of like rebounded a couple balls and then passed them to Sheridan. I don't know. <laughs> he did talk about his charity. Yeah, and I couldn't tell you what it was. Something Something about about kids. kids. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's how he and Sheridan met. Because remember, she 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 donates to that orphanage, and she probably yeah. She did say she um, supports his charity. Say thank you. uh, Anything for my biggest donor or something for my charity. That's what it is. Ah, Yeah. Look at us, couple of sleuths. We figured it out after watching the show where they told us. (laughs) We remembered the detail. (laughs) Yeah. So they're inside doing all of this, and Luis shows up with his gun drawn. Look, we need to we need to retrain these police officers. Like, yeah. why are you walking in to your job, your youth center that you run, and I don't know why you didn't lock it or why you gave the keys to a convict. Well, I guess yeah. she's not a convict. She kind a is. criminal. Like what like what are you doing? And why are you walking in gun gun first? Like is, yeah, I I yeah, what are you doing? And it's a community center. And like how many dangerous criminals are there in harmony that you would need your gun out for? I don't know. But anytime Luis is on duty, he's always pulling his weapon. He's not a very good cop. That thing is always unholstered in his hands pointing at people. Literally every time he's in uniform. I really hate to say it, but he's not a very good police officer. No, he doesn't seem to be. No, he's not. <laughs> I hate <sighs> that for him. Man. But it's the truth. Well, you know, he never wanted to be a police officer. He wanted to be like a lawyer or something. Remember? Yeah. I don't remember what, but whatever. So he comes in, and I don't think Sheridan and the p- basketball player see him, but he's like, what the hell's going on here? But they don't hear that or see that. Yeah. He just comes in, and that's all we see. Of and that's him. all we see, yeah. So I assume in episode 67 they're going to pick up with that. Yeah. Oh, man. So that means we need to go to the hospital, right? The hospital. The L'Hospital. L'Hospital. Let's go to the hospital. What's going on at the hospital? Well, Timmy's getting into some antics. Dressed as a surgeon. Yeah. He looks like he could be on Grey's Anatomy. He does. Yeah. He does. He um is looking for Charity's room and ends up at the nurse's station on the computer, like, trying to find her. And... I don't know, a nurse, a ward, some kind of caretakers. Mm-hmm. Assume that he's a child who's escaped from, like, the pediatric wing that I guess they're going to be replacing, that the cranes I, are going to be girl, donating money know. for. I don't know. And so they, like, try to, ca- like, grab him and take him back to where he's supposed to be, but they're unsuccessful because he bites this dude on the hand, and then he runs away and escapes to the morgue. Well, and what was crazy about this was it was, like, the nurse and the orderly – and the orderly guy, like, picks him up, picks up Timmy, and Timmy's like, oh, no, you don't put me down. Put me down. And he bites him, and the guy puts him down. He's like, hey. And then Timmy takes off. And then the nurse is like, you're not going anywhere. We've got to see about that bite. It's like a child, as far as you know, is running around this hospital. Like, the bite can wait. It's not like it's an animal and it could be carrying rabies. Yeah, the you bite know, can the wait. Bite, the bite can wait. And even if, even with rabies, it's like it, you're not going to start experiencing symptoms and even immediately. If, immediately, and there's nothing you can do about it once 
the contact has been made. Yeah. But yeah, like so they don't go after Timmy. They're just like she's just like I'll call security and let them know there's a child on the loose. <laughs> like, but you could have just caught up with him very easily. Oh uh, well, the orderly was like he was so fast. That's the ca- fastest kid I've ever seen. Absurd. Absurd. Ridiculous. Timmy's legs are a foot long. A foot and a maybe. half, maybe. Honestly, maybe. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely. And that orderly was like 6'3". He was huge. Yeah. Police. He was, he was like 10 Timmy's stacked on top of each other. Yeah. He was a giant man. He was at least five Timmy's. Yeah. At least. <laughs> I rate this episode at least five <laughs> Timmy's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Timmy somehow escapes these two grown adults. They think he's a child. He runs to the morgue and climbs into one of the, like, storage spaces. Like the coolers. Like the, yeah, to escape someone else who's bringing a body to the morgue. And, of course, that person closes the closes the, uh, door. the door Yeah. because, you know, you got to preserve the body. A, a refrigerator door open. Yeah. yeah. And so Timmy is locked in this refrigerator in the morgue with a body. I, like, couldn't breathe. It was... <laughs> shocking i was very uncomfortable watching it like I, like physically i was just like Ugh. yeah like i just put myself in that position of not even with the body just being in a trapped in a space yeah. like that alive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lord jesus it was really unexpected and like very dark i don't know and i think they thought it was funny but they keep doing things to timmy that aren't funny they're just like mean <laughs> or scary yeah yeah so he's trapped in there and he's screaming for help Meanwhile, who else is screaming for help? Charity. Charity has woken up and she's screaming, get away from me, Miguel, no. Get away, get away, stay away. (laughs) She's telling him to stay away. Stay away from me. Kay's dumbass plan seems to to have worked. And Tabitha and Kay are so pleased with this situation. Thrilled. They couldn't be happier. Thrilled. <laughs> I think Tabitha turns to camera and goes, ooh, she's good. <laughs> Thrilled. It's it's insane that that worked. Again, Charity had those headphones on for, what, 15 minutes maybe? Right. Tapes. Tapes would only hold maybe an hour. Uh, 30 minutes. You remember you have to, yeah. you have to flip it to the other side. They only yep. hold like 30 minutes the of B audio. The B side. The A side and the B side. Like 30 minutes of audio. So she couldn't have had that. And she, she couldn't have had it on for the 30 minutes. Mm-mm. I don't think she even had it on for a full 30 Well, the minutes. tape ran out, remember? Because the nurse put her tape in when yeah. that one ran out. So it must have been like 30 minutes. So maybe it was But still, minutes. not enough time for anything like that to actually work. A harebrained scheme like that would never work to begin with. Yeah. But And look, I know that you don't particularly like this storyline. And I understand it because it's absolutely preposterous. But I like it. I do. I, I know it's you so like it. It's so stupid, but I like it. I know you like it. It's so dumb. You know what I don't like about it is that we just did like a 60-episode arc of charity in this mm. bullshit, and now we're about to do – this is going to last for a while. I know that this is going to go on for too long. Yeah. I already know this is going to go on for too long, and it's, and it's built on like – less stable ground than the last dumb art sure. was. You know what I mean? It's just I mean, so stupid. I just think that there's a lot that they can do with this, and I'm interested to see what what they decide yeah, to explore. which way it goes. Yeah. Yeah, so we shall see. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it won't last that long, and maybe Charity will come to her senses. I know she won't. 
but maybe <laughs> she will. So Charity wakes up screaming and Kay's like, oh, or the nurse sends Miguel out. Yes. Jessica follows Miguel out. And Kay says to the nurse, like, is she okay? Like, why did that happen? And there's like, I don't fucking know. And then Kay says, well, can I talk to Charity alone for a little bit? And like, so the nurse just leaves? Well, she tells the nurse that she's her best friend and her cousin. So I think the nurse is like, okay. Which is still, I mean, it's still flimsy, but that's how she talks her way into it. And so she talks to Charity. She's like, you don't remember me? Like, I'm your best friend. I'm your cousin. Like, we're so close. And Charity's like, I don't remember you, but there's something familiar about your voice. <laughs> okay, Ethan. There's something about, something your, about eyes. your eyes. Something about your voice. There's something about you, Kay. <laughs> evil. Evil. <laughs> well, she doesn't remember evil. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't remember evil. And Kay tells Charity to trust that little voice inside her head. Absurd. She is evil. She is so evil. She's awful, this she's, girl. She's so she's evil. She's clinical. Mm-hmm. If anyone if anyone needs help, it is Kay. Kay needs some serious help. She needs inpatient care. He, oh, yeah. She's mm-hmm. Intensive therapy. She's Louise, this girl. So, um... So this is going on inside the room, and then Eve and Grace show up. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Well, Eve comes in to examine Charity is the next thing I wrote. Mm-hmm. And she told Grace, it's probably best for you to stay outside because Charity, you know, is go- will see you and think you're her mother because you and your sister were identical twins. Like, she said that. Yeah. Which I, I know they've just recapped for people who may not know, who, like, might be coming in for the first time this day. But how many times do you have to tell us that Grace and her sister were identical twins? We uh, are encountering that in a lot of different things. So, like, they'll remind us about Sheridan being from the richest family or being in Paris or whatever it is. They'll talk about Grace and Faith being identical twins. Like, they keep repeating the same pertinent information over and over. Over and over again. So, Eve goes in to examine Charity and, you know, kicks Kay out. And then Tabitha comes in for no reason. <laughs> for absolute to what end? She doesn't do anything. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't leave anything. She doesn't take anything. Why did she go into that room? She went in that room specifically so that when Eve told her to leave and she left, Eve could say, I don't care what Grace says. That woman is odd. And oh. So we know what what Eve's thoughts about Tabitha are. We know what every no one likes Tabitha, except Grace. Except well, Grace likes everyone. Yeah, that's true. Timmy likes Tabitha, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he calls her his princess. That really tickled me. <laughs> Timmy does like Tabitha. He does. That's a good point. I do too. Honestly, she is odd. Yeah, she's so she's an oddball. Eve examines Charity, and there's no important things that happen. During that, are there? No, yeah. I didn't write anything. Me either. I wrote down what was happening outside the room, Same. though. Grace, Tabitha, Miguel, and Jessica. What an odd group of people. Mm. Let me say that again. Grace, Tabitha, Miguel, and Jessica are outside of the room talking to each other. Yep. Strange. Um, but anyway, I guess Miguel uh, kind of resolves to stay away from Charity based on mm-hmm. what happened in the room because he doesn't want to upset her. She's still in a fragile state. They want to make sure that she recovers. 
and he's like you know if me being around is this upsetting like that's not good for her i guess i'm just gonna have to stay away for a while yeah and they're like questioning why is it just you why are you because she wasn't upset by Kay or Mm -hmm. jessica or the nurse it's just miguel so they're all just like why would it just be you and jessica's like i have an idea i have an inkling yeah but i don't have proof so she's like i'm i'm gonna figure this out yeah but she's not no she's gonna try though yeah maybe she'll figure it out i don't know so then tabitha turns to grace and asks her if she remembers anything about the fire that she was in 20 years ago and of course grace is like no my amnesia is really bad and i just have no memory of my life before that fire all i know is that sam got me out and that's you know where my life began basically and tabitha god she's like well surely charity's amnesia is only temporary it definitely won't last for 20 years like yours grace it's like oh my god tabitha oh my god she was also like said something about like since you lost your memory in that fire that should have oh i mean could have killed you yeah. like what the fuck tabitha and then grace is like no you you were right the first time i should have died in that fire and then tabitha's like you don't remember anything about that fire do you grace yeah and grace better have the right answer yeah Tab- she's gonna find herself in another fire in another fire god tabitha's just doing some recon making sure that she's safe in harmony that charity's not gonna remember anything that grace doesn't remember anything you know because God forbid they remember evil. God forbid they remember the face of evil. <laughs> Tabitha. Oh, that portrait that, yeah. of her in pilgrim garb. And how ha- how did Faith never show that picture to Charity? Right. The, if she's been talking about evil this child, this girl's entire life and be like, you need to be afraid, you need to be on guard, you need to be watching out for this or that. Like, Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Anyway, they're talking out there and then that orderly comes by and is like, "Hey, you you guys seen a super fast kid in a in a uh, surgeon's outfit?" And they're like, "Yeah, he ran that way." Yeah, then they call him Doogie Hauser. Yeah, I don't get that reference. It was a TV show that Neil Patrick Harris played a child doctor on in the eighties. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Thank now you. Now you know. The more you know. Now I know. Yeah, but um, so the orderly is like, "Okay, he's hot on Timmy's heels. He's." trying to find him and then tabitha gets an inkling she's like god damn it that's timmy i gotta go (laughs) (laughs) so she goes and finds timmy in the morgue and pulls him out of the cooler thank god yeah oh my god poor timmy and i know he's a doll but still so tabitha rescues timmy and eve comes out to give her report to the remaining people so it's like Kay, jessica miguel and grace Mm -hmm. and eve comes out and says you know Charity is remarkably well in terms of her physical health, but her memory is not doing well. Like mentally, she's not great. And not only does she not remember things, but it doesn't seem like she wants to remember things. Yeah. So some of this amnesia is appearing to be self-imposed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Self-inflicted amnesia. <laughs> she's entering a fugue state by choice. Oh, fugue state. Oh. Yeah, oh. so Charity is, she needs some therapy after what she's been through. Oh, absolutely. And I guarantee she's not going to get it. Not a, not an ounce. No. Not an ounce of therapy. Mm-mm. And you know what? At least... Like, on Days of Our Lives, they have, like, multiple doctors. So, like, Marlena is a psychiatrist. 
Uh, okay. Like that was very specific. She, and she talks to everybody who needs a psychiatrist, of course, but she's a psychiatrist. And then I think Jennifer is a, a regular, like, MD. They have, like, their just basic doctors who also do just, like, surgery and shit. But in Harmony, it seems that Eve is the one-stop shop. What's a small town? So is Salem. <laughs> Which is where Daisy I, said. I, yeah, okay, I figured, all right, I figured as much. It's yeah. also where Tabitha's from. Tabitha, well, I don't know if that's her actual origin. We don't know Probably where Tabitha not. came from. Well, we, it came from hell, Charity. <laughs> <laughs> it came from hell, Charity. <laughs> oh, this fucking show. I love it. It's a mess. So we've left Chad in trouble. We've left Charity in trouble. And we've left all of the couples in trouble because they have dinner with Ivy the next night. Oh my God. I can't wait. So oh, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be excellent. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for episode 66. That's it. And that's it for this episode of passions podcast. Correct. So you can get in touch with us. Yes, you can. You can follow us on our social. We have a TikTok, mm-hmm. a Facebook and an Instagram. You can also send us an email at passionspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have our brand new shiny sparkly website. Check out the website, passionspodcast.com. And we've got t-shirts available for purchase. We've got our restaurant series waiting to go. Yep. Uh, Have I forgotten anything? I don't think so. You can always uh, support us through our website. You can just go check that out Mm -hmm. if you want to give a little something. Yeah, a little virtual tip jar action. We love it. All right. Well, that's everything, I think. I think so. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Thank you. I can't believe how many people listen to this podcast. I can't believe how many people (laughs) listen to this podcast and, like, we don't know them and didn't have to, like, bribe them to do it. You know? Like, I really thought that that there would be, like, Five of our friends, we would strong arm them into sometimes listening to this. Yeah, like, I, honestly, this really was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was a joke. No, Laura, it was like, it was a thing. Like, I don't even know why I said we should watch Passions. Because we were in the middle of quarantine and we were losing our minds. And we had talked about doing a podcast. We talked about doing a podcast Endlessly. for years. Endlessly. We've talked about it. And then you're like, you know what? Let's just do a podcast about this thing. Because then we can just talk about it, give our opinions, like give our predictions, do some recap. Like it's a fun show. There's so much craziness that goes yeah. on. And um, it just kind of turned into it, a thing. It's turned into a thing. That's and it's exactly awesome. what I was going to say. It's amazing. It's so cool. I feel so I feel so touched. I feel, <laughs> like, yeah. I feel so like I feel so grateful and so lucky yeah. to have people actually enjoying this, and because because I'm enjoying it too. That's the thing. It's like it's like I am having such a nice time, and so are our listeners. Like you know, it's something that they think is worthwhile, and that's amazing. That's an amazing feeling. So again, thank y'all so much. Mm, thank, thank you, you thank so you. much. All right, with that, here we go. You are my passion for life. I couldn't remember if we said you are our or you are my. So I kind of did a com- my. I did a combination. I was like